Round Guy Radio Sports is brought to you by these great sponsors. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors and Wellman has your car. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa. For all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. And McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto. Well, we are talking 1A Coach of the Year, and it is Coach Porter of the New London Tigers. Uh, welcome to the program, Coach. Hi, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Nice to have you. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's so uh, uh, you had a really great season. Uh, 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 was it pretty satisfying uh, taking these kids uh, to the state tournament this year? Oh yes, most definitely. We had a we had a pretty fun year. Um, I was glad to see those guys, those three seniors, uh, go out, and plus the underclassmen to get get a chance to see what the whole uh, leadership and state state vibe was all about before you know hopefully they can get there but uh yeah that that uh those three seniors they came from a group of uh 14 and uh to have those three guys stay stay together and all the way to the end was a pretty special moment for us well you really really ran a gauntlet i mean you you played a, a danville team that's uh very good in the very first round uh oh yeah and uh, uh you were able to get past them and then i think waco and then uh, Winfield, Mount Union, and then, oh, I mean, uh, yeah. uh, that was a gauntlet. Uh, well, let, let's first, let's let's stop a minute and just talk about uh, uh, Coach Kissel and, and uh, Coach Edwards and uh, Coach Stout up there in uh, uh, Kyoto. Uh, a lot of, lot of 1A uh, coaches around here had great seasons, didn't they? Oh, yeah, and I like to like to say that, but, you know, Paul Kissel and uh, – Winfield uh, coaching, they yeah they they're tough guys and they're good guys and their teams were solid, um, deservingly of their ranking. I mean, just they were just tough. And the Kyoto coach, uh, I don't know him that well, but I've seen him around. I know a little bit about him, and uh, teams are their teams are all just always tough. And and I like I said, I I feel like the uh, this part of the state gets a little shaft once in a while or a lot of the times and. Uh, they seem to not think that there's a lot of talent around here, but these teams around here, like Waco's, the Winfields, the Notre Dame's, the Danville's, they're gauntlet of gauntlet of a schedule, especially when they're in their conference. You know, uh, a school like Pekin, uh, they'll give you all you want, won't they? Oh yeah, Pekin. Pekin was very tough. I mean, Coach Swanson, good, great guy, and uh, he was up at the state game, and uh, he was doing his. Uh, watching the game and talk to him afterwards. And, uh, yeah, Beacon gave us a run, and it was a really stout game, and they deserving to be in that position they, that they were in, too. And he covered your team for us. Uh, he called in after the game, gave a report. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, what about that camaraderie, uh, kind of a brotherhood of the coaches around here? It seemed like they'd do anything for each other, wouldn't they? Oh yeah, and uh, and like we, like I said earlier in one of our interviews, uh, we 
beat the crap out of each other from year to year. But when it's time to represent our part, you know, we do a good job of representing one another. And, uh, and like I said before, I mean, this is a, these guys are, they know basketball, their teams, you can tell when, when you play them, the teams are solid and they're ready to play. And, uh, I just, uh, I'm just glad to be able to go against them, you know? Well, and, and cause that means whoever comes out of that's always going to be tough, you know? Uh, um, I, I, do you think is Southeast Iowa starting to get a little recognition? I mean, I know it's just been overlooked and overlooked, but you know, we've been over here for two years blowing on the sound horn, uh, 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 you know, telling everybody, uh, they, it's their form to hear. And the, and you look at all the great players around. I mean, everybody's got an all state player, you know, or two on the team. Oh they? yeah. And the, yeah, that's the crazy thing about it. Uh, and, and, you know, they we might be getting a little bit of recognition, but for, you know, when you think of Southeast Iowa, you think of the Fairfields, the Burlingtons, the Mount Pleasants. I mean, even the 1A schools or whatever. You know, we got all kinds of studs on each team. I mean, and you might you might find one or two really good role players that are considered role players, but they're, they're studs too. So, I mean, there's a lot of talent in this area. Yeah, you got Max Wheaton. You got Marquise Lewis, you know. You got a couple yeah. superstars. Waco's got a whole, they got a whole starting lineup of superstars, and and, and a whole bench full of them too. You know? Yeah, I mean they got all state football players on the third string over there. You know, I mean, oh yeah, and uh, you know Winfield, they got you know highly touted college recruits, and they're well coached, and uh, it you know you better eat your wheaties when you're going to play them too, hadn't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, Winfield, when you speak of Winfield, I mean, Winfield got a couple of football prospects that are probably looking to go to Iowa or whatnot. Physical kids, young, got another year to grow, and uh, and Max Wheaton's. And, I mean, it's just a lot of talent around here. I mean, and, I'm, and when I say talent, I mean just full-blown athletes. They can play multiple sports and be successful in all those sports. And West Burlington's got some great players, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Just, everybody's got something, don't they? You know, oh yeah, everybody has some bullets in their gun. That's all I can say. <laughs> so you know, what I mean, so playing around here is not, you know, uh, hopefully it it will at least, you know, maybe there's years when it's up and it's down, but it was sure up this year. And uh, uh, you guys just were tough. You were so tough down the stretch, you know that. Uh, although all those coaches have been very, very deserving of of being uh, coach of the year, uh, Scotty and I uh, uh, thought that, you know. It was just that little something that you guys did, you know, and, and it's important to us who plays good down the stretch because it doesn't really matter to me what you're doing, you know, if you, you know, what you do in the, the seasons, just, you know, the position you get into in the playoffs. Once you get the playoffs, that's when the, that's when the rubber meets the road, isn't it? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And like I and like you said earlier, I mean these these coaches right here are very deserving of you know they're there's some great players, but there's really good coaching around here. And like I always tell my players, I mean you can have a your schemes can only go so far. Players have to make plays down the stretch, and uh, and I feel like there's a lot of teams around here that make plays, or their players, their their guys that will make the plays, and uh, and I felt like. I had a couple guys that could make plays down the stretch, and they did. Yeah, and you matched up really good uh, uh, with everybody that you played. I guess you, you know, I mean, it, like you say, it was uh, uh, it wasn't no hundred percent you're going to win the first game uh, uh, because they got a good team. They're, Danville went to the state tournament last year, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, 
Um, yeah, it was just rough and ready all the way through. Uh, it, you, you fight every night for your position, uh, whether you're in yep. the SEC or the Super Conference North, the Super Conference South, or the Sickle. It's all, you know, it's, it's yeah. uh, let's get it on every night. So, uh, well, uh, let's kind of go over, let's go over the team. Uh, what was it about this team that was so tough, tough as nails when they needed to be? They had the touch when they needed when they needed to have it. They got the rebounds when they needed to get it. Uh, they just seemed to play as a team. There was a little dynamite going on. Uh, uh, what about what point towards the end of the season did you start feeling that you were you know that that things because you could really see how much you, your your play had elevated uh, as well as yeah. everybody else's uh, yeah. was, was down the stretch. But you know there was just something, some kind of connection, some kind of. Uh, we're not going to let this year out of our sights kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, me and my assistant coach, Chad walls, I mean, we just kind of told our guys, I mean, we've been through it. And I think, I think the turning point for us is when Notre Dame really kicked our faces in, you know, that, that was just one of those, we're going to let these guys decide. We had a lot to talk about, but we just kind of let them stay in the locker room and figure it out. The next day in practice, you know, we heard them in the locker room. They were, they were pretty, set on doing what they needed to do and and i think at that point they just got locked in i mean all of our practices the the environment and our practices changed that the energy level went up you had guys going at each other i mean we didn't have that early in the season and it was all competitive but it was at a it was it was in that standpoint where i figured in that in that time i felt like the team was changing and uh me and coach looked at each other sometimes in practice when things are going on we're like oh okay now, then that's kind of where we kind of where we start to see it start to saw, see a change in what was going on with our team, and uh, they just kind of took it from there and just said, and we and we we kept telling them, hey, this is this time, it's you know the regular season builds up to this, and uh, when the when the playoff time come around, you gotta you gotta show your face. So that's kind of what we that's kind of the attitude we had. There was a crispness and a sharpness to the way that you guys. Uh, uh, played uh, uh, in the playoff, you know, when uh, uh, there was a, an intensity level there that uh, carried you carried you through. But, uh, well, let's talk about your coaching staff. You know, uh, uh, I'm sure you want to give some love to those guys. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, they kept me and they kept me from doing all the extra stuff like Chad Walls. He's obviously he was a he was a superintendent of our he's a of our school and uh he was really keen on the details and uh our scouting he i give him props on the scouting we would he would scout and i would scout and we would put put together our ideas and he was really fine on the details and uh he would he wasn't a yes man he would do he would do what I asked him to do and if he didn't, he would suggest things he was he was perfect for what we needed and and i think toward the end of the season, we started doing more and more scouting and just assignment style type pr preparation. And uh, he was perfect for that. I mean, the guy's smart. Well, uh, let's just talk about New London sports here in general. I mean, you know, uh, inside a year, you win a baseball championship, state championship, and you win a track state championship. You take a basketball team to state championship. You want to throw a couple more years on that? You got a football state championship. <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, are we going to change the name to Title Town over there, or uh, is everybody eating some some extra Wheaties for breakfast? Or I don't know how you guys maintain <laughs> such a such a high level of performance all the time. 
Well, I think I think it's mostly the experience. You know, our school district, our you know, basically our our administrators. I mean, we have great support around the town. I mean, everybody comes to support us, and uh, and I think it really starts with the kids, and uh, obviously the administrators, the coaches. All we all work together to try to, you know, we we want to push the New London brand. I mean, we want to push our school. It's a great school for academics, great school, obviously, for athletics. And uh, we've been pretty good in the last few years at different sports. And uh, we want, we just want to keep that train rolling. Yeah. Well, uh, you have what I call hardworking kids. You know what I mean? I think that's yeah. a, a, a top level down. But all your kids seem to just work hard all game long. There's, there, there's a, a sweat dripping off of them from head to toe uh, when they come off the court. Uh, is that just is that just a reflection of, of, of the person that they are? Is it is it a reflection of who you want them to be? Uh, is it the program that makes them that way, or just but but you you get what I'm saying? You, you got your your kids are hard workers. Yeah, well, we kind of push the blue collar mentality around here. I mean, you know, I always tell my guys. I mean. If you don't have to work for something, you don't really have any value or you don't really care for it. I mean, when you work for something and you get to that goal that you want to work and you've worked your butt off, it feels feels a little bit more deserving, feels more, you know what I mean? You you It kind of means a lot more to you. And uh, we just kind of push the blue-collar the blue mentality around here. Well, uh, tell me about a mom or a volunteer or somebody that we don't know about that uh, has been – you know, there for the team and uh, uh, really help this program be successful? I would say there's a few, like Tina Shelley and Jeff Shelley, and uh, they just support. Their kid decided he wasn't going to go out for basketball this year, and he did it. He went and golf, played golf, and they still supported us like he was on a team. And uh, Cade Benjamin's mom, January Benjamin, did. she, she got all of our – you know, snack bags together for the team on out of on out of town games, and my wife was always had my back and did all the little stuff that I didn't want to do in the background. I mean, people just don't kind of give them the recognition, but we here we know what they do behind the scenes, and we can't do it without them. Well, uh, one more time, let's go over your players, uh, uh, and uh, uh, let's relive uh, some of your thoughts this year of. You know how they played, what kind of kids they are, what kind of men you think they'll be. Uh. Well, I mean, for we always we always try to use basketball as a vessel to you know to teach our kids. You know, try to you know simulate lifestyle, real life decisions in in basketball and what we do. You know, obviously being a hard worker and having a goal and working with a team at your job. I mean, learning how to work with different people. I mean, and being, and being obedient, you know, learning how to take instruction and not have your own feelings about it. But at the same time, throw suggestions out so we can use them. I mean, our players really kind of locked onto that. And, and, and for the most part, like our, like our stud players that we have, they're the, they're the most, you know, humble and, they're not, they're not cocky. I mean, it was just, it was just fun to coach those guys this year. And, and I, I really believe that the young guys that I got coming up, the ones that are going to be playing, they learned a lot from them. You know, they, they wasn't, they wasn't selfish. You know, they showed a lot of self selflessness, you know, this year. And me and me and the coach, we just kind of saw that kind of formulate 
and it got better and better as the season went on. So we, our players just kind of stayed, you know, stayed with that blue collared mentality. And we told them, Hey, you got younger guys that are looking up to you. So you got to watch your mannerisms and all that stuff. So I felt like they really did a really good job at that this year. Yeah. All the coaches in Southeast Iowa are such outstanding quality men that, uh, Really, I don't see any of them that wouldn't put sportsmanship as their most important uh, uh, attribute they're trying to teach the kids. Uh, at least that's what it looks like from the stands. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Like we, I'm sure, you know, Abrams or the Edwards and uh, Kissel and and even the Dan Keys and all these guys are, we all, we all preach the same thing because at the end of the day, you know, basketball is going to end. You know, esports and all this stuff's going to end, and you're going to have to live life. And so, you got to you got to be have your head on straight and make great decisions. Well, uh, your son Blaze, uh, I was so impressed with, uh, and it seemed like as the year went on, he got better and better at this. But his peripheral vision, his just overall floor vision, and his ability to distribute the ball. Uh, um, what what were you impressed with? Did you think he improved a lot this year? And uh, was really playing at a high level in that aspect of the game with the distribution of the ball. Oh yeah, uh, the most thing, the thing I saw most out of Blazers this year was his game management. You know, he knew he had to play tons of minutes, if not all the minutes, and he was just managing how he did things. and And I told him, I said, "You don't have to score every single possession." I said, "You're going to have to, at some point in the year, depend on your surrounding cast." And so, I thought last year. He had an issue with that, and he just couldn't figure it out. And this year, I didn't have any issues with, with you know, we we thought that he used his teammates the way he needed to do, and he started to trust them, you know. And I thought, and I thought as he started to trust them, the more he did, it be, he became a better player at that point. Well, what about Cade Benjamin? It seemed like as the tournament went on, time after time, he had to stand up against not one big guy but three big guys. And yet he seemed to to be up to the challenge and, uh, you know, limit whatever it was those big guys uh, uh, were trying to do enough, you know, that you guys could uh, come out on top or stay in the game anyway. Well, I told Cade, I, before the districts even started, when I knew he was going to be back and healthy to play, I said, I need you to play outside of your body. You know, and he looked at me crazy and I'm like, yeah, I need you to play a whole type of level of basketball that you one that you've never seen. And quite frankly, I think he did that. He went crazy through, throughout the districts and all that. And I, and I just challenged him. I said, this is your last ride. I mean, we want to see you. We want to see the real Cade Benjamin show up. He showed up and he showed out. And, and I'm proud of that dude because I know he's going to run track and he loves basketball still but he's going to go do something else and try his, you know, try his talents elsewhere, try his talents elsewhere in another, another sport. But he, he answered the call, you know, when I, when I challenged him. Well, I like to cut his jib. I mean, that's, I can't say it any better than that. I mean, I just, every time I saw the kid play, you know, first time I saw him play, I said, wow, I, I don't know if I've seen a better player than that uh, for doing what he's doing, you know. And yeah. the next time, I would see a better player. It'd be Cade Benjamin. And then the yeah. next time I'd see him play, he that Cade Benjamin would be better than the last Cade Benjamin that I saw. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's fearless and he's really strong, but he that he can get up. Uh, he has some kind of leaping ability that uh, 
just general humans don't. I don't. Oh yeah, he. And that's the funny thing about Cade is like he did a little bit of everything. You know, he's he he was good stealing the ball. He was good at guarding younger or smaller players. He can explode when you need it to. And you know the one thing that stands out about him, like not on the court, but dude, dude is he's probably going to be the valedictorian of our his class. I mean, he is super smart. And I think a lot of that rolls onto the basketball court too. You know, he try to fi- he figures things out in different games. You know, I mean, how he's going to guard somebody, how he's going to play against somebody. I mean, I saw a lot of that out of him t- this year. You know, it's just uh, a young man today gets a lot of uh, negative press. You know, uh, yeah. but but there's still those gyms out there, aren't there? Uh, and you oh. you got a whole bunch of but uh, nobody ever became a good man without. A good man showing them how to be a good man, and that's what yeah. the coaches around here are. And I thank yeah. you so much. And uh, uh, it was an honor to honor you uh, today as uh, yeah. our first annual uh, Coach of the Year thing. But the, we wanted to give a little something back to the coaches because it's the coaches uh, calling into the show that gives our yeah. listeners, you know, well, it's the reason we have listeners. Let's put it that yeah. way, you know. Yeah. If it wasn't for the, yep. the the great relationship that I built up with all these coaches, and uh, uh, I was impressed with you from the first minute I met you. Um, uh, it's you can watch games on TV, and then you can sit right down there eye level, and it's just two different worlds. Uh, yeah, you see yep. see so much more at the games, and uh, you do you did a great job coaching this year, as well as Coach Kissel or Coach Edwards or Coach Stout or Coach Swanson or you know. Uh, Coach yep. Islick did a great job with what he had over there at Sigourney. I mean, uh, Mediapolis had a great season. Uh, so yep. many great teams around here. Uh, and uh, uh, there's a lot of 1A teams, you know. Yep. <laughs> so and, uh, I wanted, and I wanted to thank you for, you know, recognizing me and, and getting the Southeast Iowa coaches and outside of myself and representing us and uh, – and I just wanted to say thank you for allowing me to chat with you. It's been really cool to get on the wet, get on that uh, news or whatever and the radio and talk a little basketball. And uh, I just appreciate you guys for doing what you do. Well, the podcast is great for that because, you know, if that, you know, generally like there'll be a coach's corner on a radio show, you know, it'll be, the show yeah. will last an hour, but there'll be 22 minutes of commercials in that hour. Yeah. And then yeah. there'll be seven coaches. So, they might interview for 15 minutes, but you're only going to get three minutes of it, you know. And yeah, uh, yeah. here with no commercials, you can you can come in and, uh, you know, talk for 20, 30 minutes. And and, yep. and the, the listener can get those details. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And you, you can yep. talk about more than just Kate Benjamin and uh, uh, Blaze Porter. You know, you can talk about Richie and all the other great yep. players that you had. Well, Coach, yep. I'm going to just uh, give you a couple minutes to – uh, thank anybody that you want to thank, and uh, uh, we'll send you off with. Uh, and uh, I, I even found out uh, uh, my partner John Bain's even going to print you off a certificate uh, right out of yeah. the, right out All of right. home, home printed thing. <laughs> well, I was, uh, well, I would like to thank my mother-in-law and my father-in-law. They wash all of our uniforms. And I would really like to thank Lori Macbeth and Corinda Walls, my assistant coach's wife. They did a lot of stuff that nobody wanted to do and they were there every game. And I just really wanted to thank those people. And I really want to thank my administration, my AD principals. They really had our backs on everything. They were always there on time. 
And uh, that's really all I wanted to do. I just wanted to thank those people because we had a successful year, and uh, hopefully we have more of them. Well, we are honoring you, the coach, and your assistant coaches, and your players on a fine season, and the community as a whole, uh, your fans, you know. We just honor the whole Mount uh, New London. Uh, hell, I'll, I'll just throw Henry County in there. It's uh, yeah, we really <laughs> appreciate know, it. It's a basketball haven, isn't it? Yeah, and it's a good place to be right now. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations on a great year, and uh, uh, you are the round guy. Uh, uh, radio, uh, very first ever initial uh, Babe Ruth kind of uh, inaugural one uh, A coach of the year and thanks for being with us thank you for having me have a night this episode of round guy radio sports has been brought to you by these great sponsors girling repair of winfield iowa if your mower is dead call fred your husqvarna and aaron's dealer wayland state bank over 90 years of being community-minded just like you located in wayland winfield and mount pleasant you need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa. For all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. And McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto.